Welcome to a new episode of NY Just Fans with host Davis, Charming, and Chris. Follow on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast, as we come with y'all with another episode. Today is officially one. We're one month away from the free agency, free agency, uh, the new league year. So very excited. Let's let's talk about before we review the Jets, uh, quarterbacks and running backs. Let's talk about uh, real quick. JJ uh, Watt, he is considering the Browns as, um, I guess he's considering maybe signing with the Browns, but also it's a couple of teams that's that's out there that could get him. Uh, Chris, which which team do you think is possible for JJ Watt to go and why? Yeah, I mean it seems like the Browns. He's interested in signing with the Browns. Um, that's actually not a bad choice at all from a defensive uh, standpoint. Uh, Obviously, Pittsburgh is going to be one because, you know, the, the connection with his brother, you know, to play with his brother. I think that's going to be out there. Um, another team we got to think about is Green Bay because he's from the Wisconsin area. So um, that's another team that could possibly be in on this. Um, and then, I mean, you, you can just look at some of the teams that have the space to want to sign him. I mean, you got the Colts. They could definitely sign him. Uh, there's a lot of teams with a lot of space. So that, that would be just the three or four that I could think of um, right off the top of my head. I don't know who else. Maybe the Bucks. You know, the Bucks might lose Sue because he's a free agent. They might be losing uh, Shaquille Barrett. You know, both of those guys are free agents. So maybe they don't sign one or two of them and, and then they bring back and then they bring in J.J. Watt. So that's another possibility. I don't know. but Yeah. He should get interest for sure. <laughs> yeah, he'll 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 definitely get interest. I mean, um, no matter whatever percentage of uh, of JJ Watt the the JJ Watt we know that that is remaining in that body, uh, that he that's a little broken down after all these injuries, he's still a pretty dangerous pass rusher and run block and and uh, run stuffer. At the end of the day. Um, that guy was elite of elite. It was, it was literally at one point the best defensive player in the league. Um, so, so um, unfortunately, you know, um, we might have to face him if he comes anywhere near us. Maybe, maybe <laughs> a little bit more often than we normally would uh, from the Texans, um, but. But yeah, um, since he since he he played something like uh, five tech, I think he played a little bit at some point. Sometimes he played interior. They moved him all, all around across the line in in, in Houston. Uh, but I think he's he, I think his best fit is a team that would be able to put him a little bit on the outside. Um, uh, in a in a in a kind of a three down lineman uh, setting. Uh, so I um, so any team that fits that bill playing on defense I think that's it I, I think um I think what they're saying in theory with uh fitting in with the Browns I think that makes sense I'm at the end of the day I mean I mean Garrett is a monster and I don't think people talk about him enough and how unstoppable he is at times um take him and then you put him anywhere close to somebody like JJ Watt and you have a lot of trouble on your hands um the Titans, uh, the Titans haven't um, uh, really need a little bit of uh, of 
pressure inside um, in their system because um, they really suffered when it came to that um, last year, down, especially coming down the wire. Um, so he could help them definitely on that. Um, but yeah, like I said, any team that, that, that would run that three, four um, scheme, I know, I know um, a lot of front teams are not really running um, fronts anymore like they used to. There's no team that's a 4-3 and a team that's a 3-4. Everybody's running a bunch of stuff. Sometimes you see teams in bare fronts. Sometimes you see them in 3-4s. For one game, they play like five different fronts. So, you know, uh, whatever the front, um, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's not really like that anymore. But if you need somebody to cause havoc, you know, on the edge like that, I mean, not outside, but on the edge, he, he still could do it at a pretty high level. And you pay him if probably some young defensive lineman and you have a you have quite a, a talent for the at least the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh I think the Buffalo Bills and not just the Bills. I think the Packers have a chance as well. Um I think JJ Wise is at the point of his career where he needs to go to a team and try to win a championship. Um, if he wants, if he wants the money, then yes, you can. And you and you want to go to a contender? Yes, you could go to the Browns, maybe. But if I was him, I I'm trying to get a championship. Um, already had the money. I did what I had to do with Houston, and now I I need the championship ring. So he needs to go to a contender and. That that's his only option, <laughs> in my opinion. And if he wants the money, he can go to a different team. But I don't why why not? You know, go go get your go get your ring and and retire a happy man. You know. Yeah, I think people saying people. I, I've heard I heard people say that that he probably he sees something with the Browns, and and they and the Browns do have a lot of talent everywhere. I think we say that all the time when we talk about them. Um, and but that was a little inconsistent there. What their pressure coming up front um, was a little bit inconsistent last year. So you you take you you make it a little bit more consistent. Um, you make you 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 know you kind of uh, you know kind of help their 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 coverage because they have players that have talent in the back end. They just need a little bit more chance, a little bit more um, help from their front. So I I'd say. You know, I, I I definitely see why that marriage makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, and I don't see him going to any team that's rebuilding or, you know, that's not a playoff contender right now. Um, you know, he's he knows he's only got a few more years left, uh, especially at you know playing at a pretty decent level, which he still is now. Um, so I, I don't think he'll you know, I don't think he's going to settle for like the the Bengals or something or even us really. I could see him definitely going for a team like that. Even Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay might be that team now with Brady coming off of winning the Super Bowl. You know, he might take a little less to go there, you know, because he knows he might have a shot to win a Super Bowl there. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, he should have some good opportunities for for good teams, too, out there. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to it's going to be very interesting to see where he goes. Um as we, you know, as we pay attention to this and many free agents that's about the um, sign maybe with the same team or a different team. So we can't wait. 
we got we got a month left, so <laughs> I can't wait to see what what kind of news we're gonna be coming up with. Uh, let's 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 talk about the big biggest rumor of the day. Um, Carolina seemed like they all in on Deshaun Watson. Uh, they talking about maybe trading Kristen McCaffrey, three first round picks for Deshaun Watson. Uh, Charmin, how how do you feel about this uh, trade rumor, and do you see it working out? Yeah, I see it working out. If there's any truth to this rumor, um, that's quite a hole by uh by the tight um for Houston. Um, we we've we've uh, beaten a dead horse at this point talking about about the needs of the Houston Texans and what trading Deshaun Watson could get them future wise. Uh, looking forward basically, and um and this and this uh proposal by uh. <laughs> it it just it just you know it makes so much sense you know because they get they get a star player that's that's a a, a, a scary guy on on offense that you know that could help them transition whichever quarterback they're playing at the same time um then they get you know they get a they get picks with that and then they get to um you know unload Watson who is kind of being a thorn at their side at this point. So I I say I say it works out for them. You know, I, I, <laughs> I don't see I don't see why not, you know, but that's bad news for any uh guest fan that's hoping mm-hmm. to get <laughs> to well, get get Sean Watson over here. So you know what it still comes down to what the Texans want, right? Yes. And yes. as good as this deal sounds now they could sit back. I mean, if they're real serious about trading him, whenever that happens, but now they could sit back and say, okay, let's get all the offers now. Now that you got this offer to work off of, let's see what Miami could offer. Let's see what the Jets, let's see what any other, like we heard Denver was going to be in on them too. Um, let's see what all these other teams can offer. I mean, obviously they can't offer a player like McCaffrey, especially on offense, yeah. but you know, maybe Miami with the higher pick, um, maybe they could throw in um, Xavier Howard, right? The corner. I mean, mm. that's a pretty special player too, different yep. position, but you know, they could throw that in and they could throw in the higher pick, the number three pick, because the Carolina pick is what? Eighth, I think. Eight. Yeah. Eight. eight. Yeah. That doesn't guarantee you. Uh, it, it should guarantee you one of the quarterbacks, but which one you're going to get, you're not sure. So you know, as much as it's great that you're getting the A pick, but you may not get the, the quarterback you want. You know, like they might have somebody, you know, rated a little bit higher than the other and maybe the third or fourth one they don't really like as much. So, but with the Miami pick, you know, you're getting at worst the third best quarterback coming out of the, coming out of the draft. So, um, so that's why I think we got to see when and if, the Texans say, okay, he's up for grabs. We're going to trade him. Let's hear the offers. We got to wait until then to really see, because they might get an, a better offer, especially in their minds. They might get a better offer out there than, than the three ones and McCaffrey. I don't know who could give them a better offer. Than that. That's a pretty, that's a pretty that's a, good one. Yep. I mean, massive. McCaffrey, there's no other player in the league like McCaffrey. It's as simple as no. that. that guy and I think and I think this is where this, at this point of the conversation is where I put a disclaimer up. 
about this time of year and surrounding all these rumors. Um, I know that we want nothing more as football fans to get to know, to be the first one to know where Watson is going to end up. And I feel like that's the same thing for the journalists. They want to be the first one to break the news. So there's a lot of... Uh, and all kinds of stuff like that. So in my opinion, uh, you know, it's just kind of, you know, it's just a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on here that's more like, uh, you know, you know, conjecture at my at, at this point. So, hey, man, um, Carolina made a big push for um, for um, a quarterback from that was traded from Detroit, Matthew Stafford. So that means if they didn't get Stafford, that also means that now they're going to go all in on Deshaun Watson. Nobody really knows. Okay. At this point, it is good to have these conversations. It, you know, it's fun, but let's make it very clear that a lot of what's coming out in the news nowadays concerning Deshaun Watson are rumors until the day that the news breaks. And, and you know what? When, when it finally does come out that the Texans are willing to trade him, I could almost guarantee you that this may not be the best offer that they get because there's going to be a lot of teams in on Deshaun Watson. There's going to be teams that we're not even thinking about that are going to be in on Watson because to get a 25-year-old franchise quarterback who's an elite franchise quarterback signed also for the next three, four years, it never happens. So almost every, I don't say every team, but I would say more than half of this league is going to be open to trading for Watson. Obviously they may not have as much as say the Panthers that are going to be able to offer or like say us with the picks and or Miami, but you're going to see teams that we were like, Whoa, we didn't see that one coming. So I, I mean, this is a great offer, no doubt. Um, it's going to be tough to beat, but I I'm almost guarantee you there's going to be other offers and other better offers than this one once it does officially come out. Because so, so far right now, the Texans are not trading him. So um, somebody's going to blink, you know, whether it's going to be the Texans to give in or Watson's going to say, fine, I'll play here, I'm signed and whatever. Maybe we'll talk about this next offseason. So you don't know what's going to happen in the next few weeks, uh, leading into the new, um, the new, um, the new year for the for the league and free agency opening. Because once free once free agency starts, um, I think it's going to be tougher to trade trade for him because the cap is going to be lower. Not every team has the ability to fit him in to the cap. So you know, and they they're going to want to, they're going to want to go on with their plans of signing a free agent or whatever they're going to do. So. Um, I, I think it's going to happen before that. Um, that, that's just my guess, I would think. Um, but, um, I, I would say once it's open that, at, you know, once it's made public that he's going to be, that the Texans are going to be trading him or want to trade him, then they're going to get flooded with offers. And then it's, we're going to see some other big names being traded players that we didn't think would be even traded like McCaffrey. I would have never thought he would get traded. Um, but, um, you never know once a guy like, uh, Deshaun Watson is made available. So th this will definitely get interesting if, if they finally say that he's going to get traded. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is, 
this is just me speaking. Um, the deal will work this if the deal was to happen. If I would think it will work more for the Panthers than for the Texans. Yes, the Texans will have first round picks to rebuild. But when you really look at it, they block, they 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 need they got holes to fill. Texas have holes to fill, including that old line. So who says Christian McCaffrey will come? Um, he's an upgrade from David to David Johnson. Let's not be wrong. Don't don't shoot a me huge in the upgrade. head. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, don't shoot me in the head. But like the old the line needs to be fixed too. So yep. I'm not going to sit. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, Christian McCaffrey go there and it's going to work out. Christian McCaffrey is going to need that blocking so he can be that elite running back that he is now. So it might work out for Watson. You know, because then they won't need too many holes. Um, he could definitely could get the ball to Robbie and whoever else is over there in Carolina, but it, it could go either or. So I'm so I don't know. Um, that's, oh. I mean, the, maybe the Texans do do want defensive players who you give up, Brian Burns, and <laughs> who else? Like, oh, like here's another thing, too. Here's another thing when you think about it any team's future draft picks, future number ones other than this year, are probably going to be in the 20s at s- somewhere, you know, because when you're getting Watson, you're going to, you're hopefully get, becoming a better team. And let's say you're becoming a somewhat of a playoff team at least. So your, your draft pick is not going to be a top 10 pick anymore. So that first right. round pick that you're trading after this year, and that's for any team, is going to be in the mid to low 20s. So um, so everybody's on even keel after that, you know, so the, the draft picks this year are worth more than the ones that they're going to be getting in the future. Very true. You know, so that you got to think about too. So any team doing that, whether, even if it's us, if we get Watson, hopefully, you know, we're a much better team and we're not drafting in the top 10 anymore, you know, and we're drafting somewhere around 20. So, um, and then, you know, Carolina's, you know, they're in a little better position than us. So with Deshaun Watson, yeah, you know what? They're probably going to be a playoff team and who knows what. So, um, so that you got to think about too. Maybe that's why they're not going to push so much for all these draft picks. You know, they might want this year's, but they might say, listen, next three years, first round picks are going to be in the twenties. So we, we, you know, we may not want that. Give us another player, you know, you know, maybe they'll ask for something other than McCaffrey, like you said, Maybe one of their one of their young defensive players, you know, and that if they start asking for players, young players, that might knock us out of the box for trading them because who do we really we have? On, I mean, at least Williams and Beckton, that's not going nowhere. Right, and after that, you know, there's a pretty big step down from really those kind of players to what we could offer. So, um, you know, so we'll see. You know, like we're just guessing at this point uh, what they would want yeah. if they want to trade. Them. Yeah. That's, that's a there you guy. go. It's yep. on his guess. So that's all yeah. everything. Everything I said plus plus the point that it's such it's it's nobody knows because at this point Houston is literally telling everybody, "Hey, man, we're we are not trading Deshaun Watson." Or as as the GM had put it at one point. Uh, we are not trading the player. <laughs> right. And that's just it for now. So, yep. 
So until then, it's just rumors, there's rumors, there's rumors. So there it goes. But the real truth is, is that the Steelers GM is 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 not too sure about Ben Roethlisberger, and this is one of those really crazy, weird situations because hmm. they over the cap for one, and for two, um, <laughs> it seems like Ben Roethlisberger is going to have to stay, but but he's going to have to cut it. So how so how could Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers work out? It may I not. don't know. <laughs> it may not. I, I it yeah. In 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 theory, in theory, this does not work. In practically, it doesn't work. In my opinion, and in theory, it does not work anyway. You have a guy. You have a player. Yes, that was an elite quarterback at one point. Um, that is a a major has been a major part of this team for a very long time, and is well loved not only in the locker room but in the front office and also by the owners. This all is the only reason why this conversation is going anywhere other than he needs to be uh, uh, let, let out to pasture. Literally, that's the only reason why. Because this man has not performed on the level of a quarterback that the Steelers need in a while. Um, um, everybody, you know, just watch when teams started keying on the things that he would do, he was doing during the early in the season, he couldn't do anything else. You know, those short passes he started throwing here and there, they took that away. And it just seems like he did not have that deep ball accuracy or more likely than not too. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to say that, that he lost his, uh, his deep ball, but it does, just does not look the same. It really doesn't. It looked like they, that offense is going out of his way to um, to have him dump the ball off, and and teams just started keying on that, and it took it just the, the offense just stalled, and they couldn't run the ball and and all this other stuff. So there's a lot of stuff going on with the Steelers. I I really don't think, in theory, you'd say you would bring him back, but like like you just stated, he was he's there over the cap. Uh, that's what you want to do? Really? When you have holes to fill, you have offensive linemen retiring here, over and here and there. Some of them, are, they've, they've been, I mean, falling apart. They've, they're not the same anymore. Um, one of your best pass rushers got injured last year. You don't know what in what condition is going to come back. Um, I mean, there's so many things they, they have. You need a running back. They need a running back. They, I mean... <laughs> They they do. If 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 the Steelers are gonna be the Steelers of, of of what we know them to be, they really do need a running back. And I just I just don't see I just don't see any sense in it. That doesn't mean that the Steelers won't do it because they've always pushed against the grain. Uh, they do things like they hire a coach every couple decades. Nobody else in the league does that, you know. So so if so if they're do you know if the 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 organization that's what they want to do they'll figure a way to do it but in my opinion or for what i feel like they should be doing which is literally um almost start from scratch they don't have to start from scratch because they still have a lot of talented players on that team but there's certain um very impactful positions that need refreshing immediately that's that's what i think they should be doing and I, you know what, and I think a lot of this is going to happen 
probably before March 19th, um, because if he is traded before March 19th, the Steelers get $22 million of dead cap to them, but they'll be saving 19 million because he's got like a $41 million contract this year. I think it's the highest of any player in the league. And then the Sheesh. team, the, the team acquiring him gets him for one year, $19 million. Um, if he's released or retired before the 19th, the Steelers get a $22 million dead cap hit, which they'll be saving 19 million. If he's traded between the 20th, March 20th, or June 1st, then the, then the Steelers get a $37 million dead cap hit, which they'll only save $4 million. And the new team gets a one-year $4 million contract. So you could see, like, I, that's why I think this is another one that's going to happen before the new year kicks in, you know, with the money and everything. Um, yeah, like you said, he, he, he definitely lost the deep ball. He lost, uh, you know... He, he definitely lost something in that, in that arm. Will he get it back after a full year? I mean, now he's going to be, what, 38, 39 years old. Uh, I mean, I can't see him getting much better. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know how this is going to end. I could see them releasing him uh, before the 19th just to get that $19 million savings and let him go out there and maybe some team will pick him up because who's going to trade for him? After, after how he looked last year. I mean, why would you give up anything to, to bring this guy in, you know, at a, at a $19 million cap hit as well? So, um, yep. and with the cap being a little bit lower this year. So um, I, I don't see a trade. I could see it. I could see them releasing him. I mean, the only thing is, I mean, what are their options? You know, they got that guy, Duck Hodges, or um, what's the other guy? Um, the one that Mason got Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. You know, otherwise they got to look into the free agency and, you know, <laughs> those aren't exactly the most compelling names and they're not high enough to really draft. So, um, yeah. What, what are they, where, when are they drafting actually? 20, uh, around 20. The draft is the 29th of April. They're, they're, the oh, Steelers are drafting. No, 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 sorry. That's oh. the date. That's the date. Uh, they <laughs> drafting, I'm thinking about like the 26th, 27th. 24th. 24. Yeah. Yeah, 24. No quarterback, that, I don't think, is going to be available at 24. I mean, not any quarterback that you trash. value. <laughs> not in the first round. No, I'm saying not in the yeah. first round. No, no. I don't yeah, think anybody. Because, because if you're saying, yeah, because if you're saying that the quarterbacks that we valued or the quarterbacks we see as first round picks, uh, they're all likely to be gone by then. Yeah, so no doubt. So you don't see like if they're gonna be picking, they're probably gonna be picking somebody in the second round, uh, somebody like Amond or, or um, maybe Trask. Who? Uh, yeah, you know somebody like that. But we we'll see. You know we'll see where where their where their thoughts are with that. Um, and you know what? Yeah. I think a, I think this team comes into play if if another team like let's say we were just talking about Carolina. If Carolina trades for Watson then Teddy Bridgewater becomes a trade chip for them. So maybe then mm. Pittsburgh steps up and trades for him, mm. you know, something like that. Interesting. Hey, interesting. You know, so Very interesting. some dominoes are going to fall, but I think my guess in this whole thing is that I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's going to sit there and wait it out and see what Pittsburgh, you know, does. I think Pittsburgh will cut him by the time the 19th hits so they could save their $19 million. Um, and then, We'll see if he gets any offers from another team. 
it'll be interesting to see if anybody does because there I are doubt that. So, yeah i doubt it too but there's teams out there that that, that need a quarterback yeah so. you needing a quarterback is one thing but <laughs> uh you know taking in a, a, a quarterback that uh that literally is on his way out to pasture is not what you would do if you're rebuilding your team right you know teams that do that teams that do that you know <laughs> there's enough journeymen and uh and quasi young quarterbacks around that you could fit in there until you could draft somebody you don't need to take ben roethlisberger in you know that that in my opinion that makes absolutely no sense so yeah, I mean, so might be the I think story. I think that I think the whole conversation surrounding what what especially what the GMs <laughs> just said, I think he's I think this is an indication that they're going to cut him. Like you said, it just makes way too much sense. Yeah. Save the money and move on, you know, and see what they could do in the draft or maybe free agency. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous game. That's all I can say, because even if they come 19 mil, they still I think the dead cap was still like 22 million. Something crazy like that is just like Ben Roethlisberger. One of those weird situations. I I don't even know. I I really can't. I I wish I had one of my my, come up with one for this one. So I I guess I guess you're, you're off the hook, Ben. Um, with the so so with the quarterback situation, there's really no update with Wentz or anything going on going on really. Um, I guess we could try to make a guess on it. Uh, so if Wentz not going, does he does he go or what's the what's the, like who's the next quarterback to go? I I think it's gonna be Wentz. I think it's just a matter of time. You know, it's it's a matter of which one's gonna blink first because it seems like the Colts and the Bears are the two teams that are mostly interested in him. And um, they don't want to offer a first-round pick. I know we've gotten some offers out there that were possible. You know, the first-rounder and Nick Foles and uh, and Tariq Cohen, I heard, for um, um, for Wentz. But um, in the Colts, you haven't really heard anything about a first-round pick. I heard a second-round pick for Wentz. Um, I don't know. For me, if I'm the Colts, I'm saying, you know what? include Zach Ertz because now they, they want to move Zach Ertz as well. So you know what? I would say give us Ertz, give us give us Wentz. We'll give you a one and like a four, you know, and just and just do it, you know. And I think the Eagles, because the Eagles have to move on from Wentz. There's no way Wentz is playing on Philly this year. I think it's just a matter of time of him being moved. So and and it's a matter of the Eagles wanting a first round pick and nobody offering them a first round pick. So it's basically Who's going to, you know, who's going to blink first? Who's going to say, all right, I'll give in. I'll give you the first. Or is uh, Philly going to say, all right, you know what? We'll take you two and three or whatever you're going to offer us. And we'll take it because they have to move on from him. It's just, it's ugly. It's a bad situation right now in Philly. Um, and they just got to move on. And, and I think he's the next one to go because the other ones are almost, are almost uh, predicated on what happens with, with Watson. You know, Watson's going to, once he goes, if he does go, it's going to just blow up the league and there's going to be so many moves from that move. You know, it's going to be like a domino from him. So, yep. and the Wentz one kind of doesn't make sense because the way I look at it too is I don't see the Colts being in play for Watson, you know, because they're in the same division, right, as the, as the, as the Texans. So I don't see the Texans wanting to deal with 
sending Watson over to a division rival, you know? So I don't think the Colts are at all. They, I mean, I think they would love to be in on with Watson, but I don't think they're in with him. So I think that's out. So I think that's why the Colts have to be in on Wentz. It's just a matter of how much are they going to up their offer to get him, you know? And of course the bears is a possibility too. And I think either team should go for it. I think Wentz is fixable without a doubt. He's fixable. I mean, the guys we've seen him be elite. So he could be that he could be that guy again. And obviously it makes sense to go to either team because he's got connections to both teams, coaching staff. So, and they both are desperate for a quarterback and they could both with a good quarterback can make a deep run in the playoffs, maybe even to the Super Bowl. You never know. But um, I, I think those are the two top teams that are the, you know, that are looking at them. And I think it's just a matter of who, who, you know, like I said, who blinks first, you know, either Philly or one of them. Yeah. Um, right now, right now, I think, I think teams are, are playing that game where everybody's just sitting and waiting, you know, that is why all these rumors are running rampant, rampant at the, at the moment is because uh, nobody's in a rush to do anything. There's just they're because they have time. Um, they could do, they could do, and, and they're in the middle of evaluating their talent anyway, you know, so, so the, they know the draft is coming up, free agency is coming up. So there's a lot of evaluations going on. And so they don't have to move now. Nobody has to do anything at this moment. So there's no, there's no rush. So, um, so everybody's waiting, um, um, and there's way I think the waiting game plays twofold. It's it's like I said, it's one on one point. It's like you know I don't need to rush to do anything because I'm busy doing my player evaluations and who I'm gonna keep on my team and who I'm gonna let go, and what do I need uh, in the upcoming draft and free agency, and also whilst I'm not answering your phone calls and every. Uh, 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 you know, every kind of uh, dance partner that comes up, you know, hey, man, uh, uh, what about this? And I'm not answering. Literally, what I'm causing is forcing you to reevaluate what you just offered me because I'm not answering. You're like, maybe maybe they don't like this. Maybe they don't want this. Maybe they want more. You know, and there's all these questions floating around. And then this is going to force the hand of teams that are desperate and a lot of desperate moves create situations where teams end up getting more than more value for a player that you might think didn't, that did, shouldn't have uh, cost as much as somebody will end up paying for them. So um, that's why I think there's nothing going on right now. I think at the moment, like you said, the moment one of these moves go, most likely the, uh, the Watson move, once that happens, it's going to be like a domino effect. Everybody's going to be like, whoa, you know, everybody's going to be making moves off of that because, you know, I don't think any, any quarterback on that is a free agent or that's in the market right now equals to Deshaun Watson, but you know, you could still measure, you know, yeah, Deshaun Watson is on the ceiling, but uh, you know, we are about halfway down. So, you know, halfway down is like, you know, this pick or this amount of players, you know, or this amount of, of, uh, of money. So we'll see. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I read an article and it said that uh, George, uh, George Patton, uh, the GM from the Broncos, don't think that Drew Locke would, would be the guy for the Broncos. 
and that they was they was close to getting Wentz in the trade. So if if you don't think Drew Lock is that guy, then what the hell? So it's true that the Broncos are actually looking to to get a quarterback and try to establish yeah. a winning a winning franchise again. That is that, again. I don't. I don't, like, I don't that's a great question, Davin. I'm mm. not gonna lie, and and this is why, to me, this is why this is so interesting, you know, um, because because of course there is a question mark around around Drew Lock. It's 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 it makes too many too much sense. Drew Lock hasn't really accomplished anything in this league, so you can't go out on the a limb and say that Drew Lock is the answer at quarterback, you know. So. So yeah, you could write an article and say, well, you know, the GM says that Drew Lock is not the quarterback. I don't think the quarterback. Is- that doesn't make it true. You understand me? It all, all it does is just saying something. It's like a half truth. You know, it's it's true, but it's kind of not. You know, because I don't think any of us have sat down and evaluated Drew Lock's film. You know, I think he had games where he looked pretty good last year. Um, he was still in the process of gelling with some of his uh, his uh, skill players that he got. They got him in the draft, and you could see, you know, you could see that they, you know, they were getting, you know, that they were getting better and more connected. So we'll see. Yeah, no, definitely. Drew Locke is definitely, you know, like we still don't know what he is. He could end up being a franchise quarterback. But at this point, like you said, we just don't know. And I don't think, I don't think the Broncos know. If, if, if they're willing to go all in for, uh, for Watson, then you know they're not, they're not you know, convinced that Drew Locke could be their franchise quarterback, obviously. Because if he was, they wouldn't be going, going all in on Watson. So they obviously have – there's still concerns or question marks that are connected to Drew Locke that they feel like, oh, you know what? I would be all in on Watson. So, um, so that that's, I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be open for going for Watson without a doubt. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely keep an update on this situation, but last but not least, let's do, uh, the just review. We did our draft on, um, Saturday, which we'll do this weekend again with different positions. And we'll probably do our first, uh, 1.0 mark, uh, mock draft. Um, let's 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 do let's do the Jets quarterback. Um, I guess start off with you, Charmin. Got uh, I think who we have: Sam Darnold and uh, James Morgan. For what I know, so uh, I, when you're ready, go go for it. Well, I think we've been uh, we've been talking about Sam Darnold, and we've spoke. Uh, we had uh, we had um, we had our friend Connor Rogers on. Uh, a while ago talking about him and, and we've spoken to a lot of people about it and on a, even on our own we've spoken about Sam Donald and what he is and what he isn't um <laughs> last night um uh Lewis Riddick on on uh on Twitter was going at Jets uh film watchers or Jets fans about the fact that uh Sam Donald is not what he used to be and they were like and he's like, well, the offensive line was really bad. So that's why if you fix the offensive line and give him better, better players around him, um, that, that, you know, that he would perform better, you know. And uh, for me, 
I, I, I tend to side with the people I believe that I believe in more that do the homework. And I always go to my friends at Jets X Factor um, <laughs> all the time for information like this, because as much as I know as a fan, I'm not anywhere to the level of what these guys know. And one of the things that, I mean, Michael Nani has pointed out a million times that um, Sam Donald just, um, just not, does not see the field. And if you as a player can't see the field how you're supposed to or understand what you're looking at, you're putting your offensive line in a problem. You're in a pickle. You literally, because if, let's say, there was a, a, a play um, that they had up where Sam Donald, um, there was like a, a, a bunch play with a, with a tight end on the, on the right side closed. Like he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't out. Um, he was kind of uh, on the line of scrimmage and there is, there are indications of what coverage that is. You, as a, as a quarterback, that's one of the things you have to understand, understand the information you're seeing. And there was, and it was a zone play. And because it was a zone play, there was there's specific places that you're supposed to be looking. You know, um, the boundary side of the play was done. It was over because of the way, I think it was against the Bills. And because of the way the, the, the situation was, um, the boundary side was covered. There was the tight end and the running back running kind of a smash concept, which is the tight end running a corner and the running back ran, running, a, running a, to the flat. And, um, and he looked to the boundary side for what you, you, you should have in your pre-snap know that this is not where you're supposed to go with the ball at all. And then by the time he kind of reversed to the, to the field side, um, there was a player open, which was uh, um, Denzel Mims and he completely missed him. And he had time in the pocket, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. And, and everybody wants to beat up on the offensive line. Through Mississippi is more than enough time <laughs> to oh throw God. the ball, <laughs> you know? So if you're, if you're still holding on to the ball after that, you're literally causing the offensive line more problems. The fact that we already know that they're not a top-tier offensive line, you're going to make it even worse for them when you don't let go of the ball on time. So he's not seeing the field the way he's supposed to be. He's not understanding what he's seeing. For some reason, <laughs> that's why people say he's broken. It's because we've seen him see those things and complete the ball on time. And for him to die, like regress to that point where he can't see the field, don't understand what he's seeing, leaving players wide open on multiple occasions. I don't care how much you watch the film, you'll see that. Then, then come off of that and you go to the point where he is... Um, his consistency as a thrower is crazy. We've seen Sam Donald make some of the craziest throws. And that's what has, has, has had, as, as Jets fans, had us on his side for all this time. Is because if he could harness that energy, he could become a monster of an, a quarterback. But unfortunately, he makes those throws too much. Like, there's too much inconsistency. It's like he'll make one throw. Like the throw he made to... I think there was a throw he made to uh, Braxton Barrios where Braxton Barrios had a long, a long touchdown and he made the throw on the run and boom, and Braxton Barrios is gone. But I think there was also a play when Hogan ran, ran a, an, an over route and Hogan is running wide open. Same way, Sam Donald 
had to kind of step up into the pocket and throw on the run, missed Hogan by a mile. You cannot do that. You cannot be so inconsistent, as especially when you have time. On all these plays that I'm talking about, he's having time to throw the ball. And not only that, if you if you want to challenge a quarterback's um, inf- uh, like in processing information and what he does under pressure, the plays I'm talking about, he had he literally had the plays on third and four, third and five. If you cannot do your best at that moment as a quarterback, you're not what you're supposed to be. So don't so stop telling me that that the offensive line was harming Sam Donald. I understand the year before it did, and I have said it over and over again that he still has scars from that from that year. But don't tell me that Sam Donald is still the same quarterback he was when he first came in the league. He has regressed mightily. And it will take a great, a hard, <laughs> a really big job by a good offensive um, offensive um, coach and quad quarterback coach to bring him back if he could only be brought back. Because a lot of this stuff, some of this stuff is stuff that he brought in from college that for some reason he got worse at. It makes absolutely no sense. So um, that's my evaluation of Sam Donald. Um, we did not see James Morgan at all. We don't know what we have in James Morgan. So I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know where that's going. So that's why it brings me to, um, to the point that I think uh, whoever's going to be playing quarterback for the Jets or not is not on the Jets roster right now. It, it just makes too much sense. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I think you know, a lot of people are either on that side or the other side saying, let's keep Sam and, you know, with, with the new offensive coordinator, fresh start, better offensive line, better weapons, blah, 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 blah. You know, we understand that he'll do better, you know, that he'll improve, that he'll, he'll, he'll progress better than what he has the last couple of years because he hasn't had the weapons, no offensive line, bad coaching. And I get all that. So but let's so so let's let's look at the pros and cons of each, right? If we do keep here's him, here's, here's the good thing. If we keep him, okay, mm-hmm. then that second pick, the the first round number two pick becomes extremely valuable because now we're not draft. We don't have to draft a quarterback. So now we could trade out of there, pick up a whole bunch of uh, draft picks, and really set us up, right? But the bad thing, if we keep him, and he still stinks, right? like he has the last couple of years and it wasn't just a coaching. It's just because he is not good and he's regressed so much. Then we've missed out on an opportunity to draft possibly our next franchise quarterback, either Zach Wilson or uh, Justin Fields. Right. So that's, so that's that way. The other way. All right. We could move on clean break. Maybe we could trade him. Maybe we could get him a, for, uh, a late first rounder or an early second round or whatever but we should be able to get something decent for him in a trade. And then that could be used, you know, to also build the team. And then with that second pick, like you said, that'll be our new quarterback, whoever they decide on. It looks like it's heading towards Zach Wilson, but you know what, at this point, we don't know. We don't know. Yep. We're just taking a guess. (laughs) Right. So, so I think in that sense, you know, that's, that's really the options and what, and I'm sure that's what, uh, Joe Douglas and the coaching staff are going over right now. Like, what should we do? What's the better, what's the better value? And 
I, I see the value both ways, keeping him or, or getting rid of him or trading him because in both ways, we're, we're in good shape. Either we're going to have a new franchise quarterback, you know, starting over fresh, or we're going to be starting over fresh with Sam and we're going to be able to trade out of that pick and get a whole bunch of picks for him. So, you know, and, and, when they're on the side, I understand both sides. <laughs> and and to call and to 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 just to make everyone understand my stance on this, I don't think that the that Sam Donald is not salvageable. I just think that the organization has run out of time, because I think in in this league you only have a set amount of time to to get the best out of a player as possible. If you messed up and then you've missed the window that it takes to make the play into what he is, especially when it comes salary cap, especially on the, the circumstances that the Jets are, where they just need to grow the team. It is best to just cut ties and say, hey, listen, I know that you might, you could be great, but right now I can't take the, I can't bet that you're going to be great and then lose. That's, that's too high a price for an organization that hasn't won anything in a very long time. You need to move on, in my opinion, because you need to literally reset the clock, especially right. with a new head coach and a, and a new GM. You need to reset that clock for the organization. And, in, and literally, this is working in our favor because we got um, the amount of picks that we have in the next couple of years literally plays into the favor into the favor of what I'm just saying. Because if you get your clock restarted, you could you could fill all the holes that you have and have a brand new quarterback in in house. Even if he does not work out, what ha what's happening whilst you're doing this is you're refilling or or, or, or refilling the, the 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 team itself. And, and rejuvenating the team and, and putting a little bit new energy into positions that we haven't had energy in in a very long time. So that's, 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 my, that's the reason why I, I, I think uh, moving on from Sam is I don't think Sam is, I don't think Sam is done or he's on, he, can't, he can't be salvaged. Well, and the other thing too is, is the financial end of it too, right? Because this year he's going to be getting paid almost $10 million. That's his fourth year and then if we want to, um, what do you call it? Start the fifth-year option. The fifth-year option is like twenty-five million dollars. So they have to be right on him this year. That's the other thing from the financial yeah. end of it. So that that's that's another thing. Unfortunately, money does come into you know into play here because now if you draft Zach Wilson, you're basically like you said, you're basically resetting the clock. So with Sam, you're you're at the end of the clock. You're in. You're at the two-minute warning. And, you know, you got to figure it out now. And these first three years, did you see enough to say, all right, let's give him one more year with a new system and a new everything, a new fresh start. Can he be fixed? And, and here's another way I look at it, right? The new head coach is not connected to him. He didn't draft him. And the GM did not draft him, right? Joe Douglas did not draft Sam Donald. He came here the year after. So uh, two years, uh, right, the year after. So he didn't, he has no connection to Sam Donald other than, Oh, he thought he was pretty good when he first seen him like everybody else. So as a GM and as a head coach, if you're going to, if you're going to start your team, start fresh or whatever, don't you want to start off with somebody, you know, 
a fresh start with a fresh a fresh quarterback. You know, a kid from college, the high draft pick. Let's start with this guy. Let's start rebuilding with this kid instead of going in with this, you know, this guy who's ton, you know, he's got tons of talent, but you know, in the first three years, we haven't seen enough to really keep going forward with this kid. So I, at least let's, let's pick our guy. If we're going to go down, I want to go down with my guy, not with someone else's guy that with, you know, that someone else drafted and was left here for us. No, I'm going to start fresh. You know, I want to start fresh with a new quarterback. So that's, I think definitely they're leaning in that direction. At least I would, I'm going to guess, you know, because if you're going to be wrong, make it be wrong with your guy, not with someone else's guy. Makes absolutely no, uh, all the sense in the world. And last but not least, um, we have a new coaching staff. And um, and right now the evaluation, the process is going on. And they're trying to figure out if whoever it's going to be going to fit their system. And this is going to hinge heavily on what they're going to do next. So um, so that's that in what Chris just said, um, ways against um, Sam, um, against Sam. What I said earlier, ways against Sam, and and what I just said about the new coaching staff and their scheme. In my opinion, ways against Sam too. So that that's my evaluation of the process the, of the of the Jets QB position is that there's the Jets new Q, uh, 2021 quarterback is not on the Jets, not currently on the Jets roster. And, and I don't think it's going to be a free agent that they're bringing in either. I think it's basically if they get a chance to go for Watson, they're going to try. And if that doesn't work, then it's going to be, you know, we're going to draft one at two and probably trade Sam, you know, if we get a, you know, a low first rounder or maybe a, a second rounder for him, which would be great. You know, if we're going to move on from him, if they could get a first rounder or a second rounder, that's, that's pretty good. Cause then that's going to, that you could turn into a pretty good player you know? Um, so I, 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 at least that's where I I'm headed to. Um, but I do see when people do like, Oh, we should keep Sam. I do get it. You know, cause I kind of feel like, yeah, I think Sam would be better. I, I do, but how much better? That's the other thing. Like hmm. what's the ceiling now? Is the ceiling the same as it was when he first came out or is that ceiling a little bit lower now because he's gone through these three years of regression? You know, that's the other thing we got to kind of think about too. So. Yep. Uh, I guess you know how I feel about the USC quarterbacks. I'm not going to go too deep. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, you well, know. Right. Well, look at, I, well, you I look hate at, you, man. Well, you look at Don't the bring QBRs up your quarterback the then. <laughs> when you look at the QBRs from the first 30 games, which is 43 points something, that is very low. Lower than Mark Sanchez and um, Geno Smith. <laughs> like, I get it. You know, stuff happens, but and I and even I said, okay, you know, maybe maybe he'll come on top of his game or something like it. Come on, man. Like we we just, just have to move on. That's all I'm gonna say. We have to move on. Um and that's just it. I'm I'm not gonna say nothing else because y'all both said what y'all said and then nailed it on the head. So I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm shutting my mouth. Um and the last thing we need to do is evaluate the uh running backs. We only we don't have too many things going on in running backs, so what to do. Oh, yeah, I, man. Uh, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, you know what? I mean, we've seen a little bit, no, not a little bit. I think we've seen enough of Perrine to know, all right, he may not be in every down back, um, but he seems serviceable. Um, and we, I think the little we've seen of Ty Johnson, he's got a chance, I think, to be a really good running back, especially in this offense that we got. 
Yes. Um, so I like those two players going forward. Um, you know, Frank Gore, you know, he was what he was. Uh, I don't see him coming back. Um, I do see the Jets drafting someone maybe in the second round. I mean, you know, uh, possibly that with that late first round pick, maybe they pick a, I don't know if they're going to pick a, a running back there, but um, I definitely see a, dra uh, a draft pick running back again this year. Um, but I do like Ty Johnson. I do like Perrine. Perrine, not as much, you know, I mean, like I said, I don't see him being an every down back. Um, but Ty Johnson definitely showed some promise last year. And especially looking at him in, in, in this system, I think he would be very good. Um, and there's some other options out there in free agency that we could add a veteran as well. So I, I think there's options out there for running back for us too. Yeah. Um, for the system, I don't know. I don't know what the, um, I don't, I don't think, not, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think, uh, Frank Gore is not even in that conversation does not fit the system. Uh, and he's old as hell. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, 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 salute to Frank Gore, man. Uh, great. One of the greatest running backs to ever do it. Um, but, um, Ty Johnson and, and Josh Adams kind of, uh, showed flashes of what they could do in a system like this, even the massive amount of space you could you spacing that uh, does the wide zone creates um, players like that. That's what they do. That's that's what they feed. That they fit this system. This system works for them. Uh, not LeMichael P. Ryan, who is more of a gap scheme type running back. Um, so, I mean, um, uh, that 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 we will. You know, I think I think we will see go down the road what will happen. In my opinion, uh, the Michael P. Ryan is the one looking from the outside in. In my opinion, um, um, Ty Johnson, like Chris said, fits it very well. And I definitely think that the Jets should be looking for a running back in this draft. Um, uh, there there is a lot of talented. Uh, um, the running backs that run well in space that they could get in the third round. Um, so I, so I think they're, I think they have a chance, a cho they ha have a chance to do it. Um, <clears throat> and, and like Chris said, also, I think there's a couple of free agents too, Chris, right? Yeah. That, that you love, that you'd love for the, um, yeah, love I for mean, the, for the Jets. We, we mentioned um, in our, in our draft podcast that we had just uh, released that one, we, we did mention a few names, you know, the, the four of us, we, we did mention a few of them uh, that we did like. Uh, so I definitely see a, a, a draft, you know, at least one coming out of the draft, either with that late first, maybe with that, that second, uh, the second rounder, maybe third rounder, because it is pretty deep with running backs, uh, especially ones that we're looking for. So um but there's also interesting names as, as free agents if they want to go that way, you know. Yeah, you got... um, I have a question. Um, not to cut you off. Um, did did Matt Breeder play with the 49ers a couple of years yeah. ago? Yeah. Right, and I think he's a free agent again, right? Yes. So so that's an interesting name right there. Yeah, I like him. Uh, you know, you got a couple of big names like Kenyon Drake, Todd Gurley. 
I don't think but they have one. But do they fit? Do they fit? What? What? No, do, I don't that's think the thing. Don't. Exactly. Uh, the one guy I like as a lower end, not as a top end guy, is Brian Hill from Atlanta. He's a yes. speed guy. He might work. Um, yep. You know, so so there's options in in free agency. There's another San Francisco guy, Jarek McKinnon. I don't know. Yes. He's just coming back from uh, an injury too last year. Yeah, he had him. Yes. So, um, so I, I think there's. I definitely think there's a possibility. The other guy too. Um, oh no, no, he, he, no, not with Sam Fran. I was thinking of someone else. Um, yeah. So I think there's definitely options, either free agency with the, but I think it's going to be more answered with the, with the draft pick. Um, but um, we'll definitely know by the draft if how high they're going to draft one. You know, yes. if they don't really add anything major in um, in free agency, then you know they might use that second first round pick on a, on a running back possibly. Um, because I, because I say, yeah, I think, I think that this lines up perfectly for the Jets and, and I might be totally wrong. And I'm a lot of people might disagree with me. Um, given the type of coaching staff, the type of offensive coaching staff we have and the kind of system we might be looking at, I say that this is the, this is the perfect 23 is the perfect place to draft a high-end quarter running back because we've seen what kind of damage a high-end, highly talented running back could do in a wide zone scheme, a la uh, Jared Cook. Um, in um, I said Jared Cook. Um, it's not Jared Cook. Um, uh, the Vikings running back, Cook. Um, what kind of damage they, they could do? That, yeah. Thank you very much, Chris. Um, <laughs> you know, in, 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 in a scheme like that. So, so when you pair that with a young quarterback that has, let's say, a Justin Fields that have the arm talent that he has and plays in a system, played in a system in college where the scheme kind of, you know, allows him to make those reads where he, his arm talent could be display on display. I think it is perfect, you know, even and, and even even with uh, um, um, Wilson and, and his quick throwing methods and stuff like that. I think it fits. You take you take the young running back and you take you pair them together with the young, um, the the young quarterback and boom. And also, I think another thing that that um, not to go too far off topic, but there's a there's a huge depth in talent in offensive line coming out in this draft. So you don't have to draft a tal a really highly touted offensive lineman in the first round or early second. You could wait and get a lot of really good players in the sec in the late second and early third. Yeah, um, yeah, me, I, I just say draft a running back, but we'll see what happens with that with that situation. Um, not too much. Uh, Chris and Charmin knelt this one on the head as well. Before we end our podcast, I would like to say rest of the peace to Vincent Jackson, wide receiver. Of the charges and Buccaneers found out he had died from uh, alcoholism and concussions. So very, very sad. Um, I remember <laughs> I used to play the, the Madden, Madden with uh, with him, um, and I know he was a decent court, uh, decent wide receiver. Sorry, and yeah, it's very sad to see him go. Thirty-eight years old, very young. Um, to, oh, I'm yep. I'm thirty. I'm about to turn thirty-four. So Jesus, to know that you passed away at a young age is very very sad 
Yeah, man. Yeah, rest in peace, brother. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Um. To, uh, uh, wish nothing but the best for his family. Um. Prayers and blessings. Uh. That's it for our podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast. And also, we'll have another episode for y'all. The rookies, um, our, our wide receivers, tight ends, and possibly our, our first mock draft. Um, so stand by for that. And we do this for y'all every week. Make sure to give us some feedback or whatnot. And until next time, we'll take a flight. Take a flight. Take a flight. <laughs>